Hi, this is your host, Nisa Harris, and you are listening to Shomea Ve'ona Tehillim and Other Hebrew Texts Podcast, Episode 57. The following is the recitation of Psalm 52, aka Perek or Mizmor Nun Bet. After the recitation, stay tuned to hear more about this Mizmor. Psalm 52 Lamnatseach Maskil Le David Bevo Doeg Haadomi Vayagade Le Shaul Vayomerlo Ba David El Beit Achimelech Ma Titalel Bera'a Hagibor Chesed El Kol Hayom Havot Tachshov Lishonecha Kitar Melutash Ose Remia Ahavta Ra Mitov Sheker Nidaber Sedek Sela Ahavta Chol Divrei Vala Lishon Mirma Gam El Yitatzcha Lanetzach Yachtecha Veyisachacha Meohel Vesheireshcha Meeretz Chaim Sela Viru Sadikim Virau Vealav Yishaku Hine Hagever Lo Yasim Elohim Mauzo Bayiv Tach Verov Asro Yaoz Behavato Vaani Kizayet Raanan Bevet Elohim Batahti Vechased Elohim Olam Vaed Odcha Leolam Ki Asita Veakave Shimcha Chi Tov Neged Chasidacha Psalm 52 refers in the second Pasuk to a well-known tragic event in those days. 
When Doeg Hadomi came to King Shaul and told him that David went to Achimelech. In Shmuel Aleph chapters 20 to 22, we see the background story where David has recognized that Shaul, his father-in-law, is at the point of jealousy and seeks to kill him. And so David runs away to the city of Nov, where the Mishkan is, was stationed with all of the Kohanim. And in order to not implicate anyone, he explains that he's on a secret mission for the king and is in need of bread and a sword, to which Achimelech, the high priest loyal to the king, is happy to help provide to him. In the meantime, Doeg Ha'adomi, Shaul's head shepherd, was in the nearby area while this happened and overheard. When Shaul asked in anger where David was, Doeg rose up and fanned the flames of his rage by indicating that not only did he see that David went to Achimelech, but that he consulted the Urim Vitumim, which was a known sore spot since Shaul had been having difficulty connecting with Hashem through that priestly method as of late. Now that Achimelech was implicated, there was no convincing Shaul otherwise, and he ordered that the city of Nov be slaughtered. Adom HaDomi, showing his loyalty to the king, possibly single-handedly massacred all 85 priests and felt good that he was a warrior that obeyed and served his king well. Before I get into David's later response by way of this mismore, I want to give further background into who Doeg HaAdomi was. The Midrash explains that Edom was simply his place of origin, or that he was known for being Adom, red, from all the blood that he spilled. However, some say he was called Adomi even before the massacre because he would make people's faces turn red with how much Torah knowledge he knew. He would lord his knowledge above them. Some say he was even the head of Sanhedrin, someone very religiously observant and well-steeped in the Torah knowledge, and he would argue with people until they were silent, domem, sometimes pushing his understanding and distorting the law in a way that would not make people feel good about their own religious opinions. The word doeg itself means to worry. So there is this idea that through his anxiety and jealousy of David, he felt the need to take control at whatever opportunity he could and perhaps embellished on details to ensure an outcome that would appease his own mind, never thinking that he was causing any harm in the process. So in this psalm, David rebukes people like this, who boast about things that are ultimately resulting in evil because they twist their words and are not careful with how they are coming across. He states in Pasuk 4, Havot tachshov lishonecha, kitar melutash ose remiyah. You devise malice with your tongue, like a sharpened razor, O worker of deceit. To which Radak explains that you sometimes think you're only cutting with the depth of a razor with certain words or actions, but really you leave a large, painful gash. Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, Aleva Shalom, said, quote, I'm afraid religion causes violence whenever we confuse piety with power. 
These are completely different things. So when I seek power in the name of piety, I do great harm. I injure God's world. In any religion, there is always the product fear. And I believe we have to allow faith to conquer fear. With religious movements, it's extremely hard to make peace because peace demands a virtue called compromise, which to a religious mind is not a virtue, but a vice, end quote. Right? How many times have you seen horrible things happen in the name of religion and done out of anxiety or fear if they didn't complete it? People who sincerely think that they are doing the right thing. You can easily think of examples like extremists committing suicide bombings against civilians, perverting God's name. But then, what about the distortion that happens within Judaism itself? one Jew to another, or Jew to non-Jew. How each sect claims to be doing it right, because if they were wrong, that concept promotes angst regarding the rubric of their basic understanding, and they put down or don't include others who don't follow suit. The Shulchan Orach and Rashi even describe how even if all the sages somehow got all the Jewish traditions wrong and passed it down incorrectly, the main goal is that we are all following something together in the direction that brings us closer to each other and Hashem. I know, right? Mind-blowing. The goal is not about being correct. It's about being united in whatever we are doing. Rabbi Jonathan Sachs went on to say, quote, to get up and say, to be a Jew is to be true to your faith, and at the same time, a blessing to others, regardless of their faith. If people took that one sentence to heart, it would change the world, end quote. In other words, if each of us recognizes that in our own sphere of influence, we could be wrong and be missing something and need to consider how our words and actions will be received as a whole, even in situations where they could be justified, yes, we should be true to what we do and who we are, but the result should be a positive one, no matter what we are doing and no matter who we are doing it with. That is what will ensure that we get closer to each other and Hashem. David HaMelech speaks to the oppressor and describes in Pasuk 7 how this person who was inconsiderately opportunistic will be cut off and uprooted from being close to Hashem should he continue to assume that he is in the right without taking the bigger picture into perspective. Whereas David, as he describes in Pasuk 10, is like the perennial green olive tree whose leaves never fall and he flourishes and produces good fruit because he's always looking for ways of self-improvement and recognizing when he has done something wrong. This Ms. Moore teaches us that if you find yourself in a situation of being in a higher position than another person in the realm of religion, professionally, domestically, or otherwise, before succumbing to the anxious need for control over the situation, aim to pause and figure out what would actually be the optimal method for how to achieve the best outcome for everyone involved and not just yourself. Just a quick correction with um, the sources that I mentioned earlier. 
um, Rashi says on Lotasur that even if they were mamash wrong, the sages, we should follow what they were advised to do. And the Chinuch says something similar to Rashi on Lotasur that it's better to have recognized a central authority comprised of the most qualified people we have than to have the Hefkeris of not having a centralized authority, even if they make the occasional mistake. In commemoration of the upcoming holiday of Tubishvat this week, may we find that we are like the flourishing olive tree that produces good outcomes and are always striving to better ourselves and provide better for those around us and always feel connected and rooted in the ways of Hashem. The learning and recitation for this week's episode is in honor of the American people and the world affected by the USA. No matter what your political stance, we can all agree that we want our country and society to be successful. May all that the newly inaugurated president does and accomplishes for this country and the world only have positive outcomes throughout his term and beyond. Please stay tuned until after this quick break. that you would like to sponsor or if you have any questions please email me at nurseNisa1 N-U-R-S-E-N-I-S-A the number one at gmail.com also don't forget to join the Facebook group to be aware of upcoming episodes please subscribe and share thank you for joining okay.